Hey, welcome to the Morning Stand-Up. I'm Stacey Kay, and I'm joined here with... Hey, I'm Jeremy Plum. And we just got out of the theater, and we were watching Madam Web. If, if you hate Spider-Man and you hate Pepsi, this is the movie for you. <laughs> what was your favorite part? Uh, <laughs> um, I, think, I think it's the part when I left. <laughs> <laughs> I like the part where she looked at the, the camera and said, Now I am become Madam Web, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I I think when she said I'm webbing that I cried. I cried when she went I'm webbing. I really liked it whenever she said it's Madam Webbing time. It's Madam Webbing time, yeah. and then Morbius came out, and that was fun. Um, They're I, in the same cinematic universe. You're saying, yeah. They could have a Morbius Madam Web crossover. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that. I think my favorite part, honestly, my favorite part is when two weeks ago I went and saw Lisa Frankenstein, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I saw a better movie. Did you? Uh, Oh, I, a movie I saw recently, um, Poor Things. I want to. I really want to. It was in our uh, local uh, like indie theater, and I've been meaning to watch it. It's it's on my list. I it love was, Frankenstein. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah and it, was, it was very much similar to like Frankenstein thing. It was like if Frankenstein was a hot girl, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, it uh, could, and the movie, like, so the movie, the, um, oh, shit. I got a I got a Coke uh, Spice, <laughs> Coca Cola Spiced. It's actually pretty good. It's basically like uh, Coke with a little bit of cinnamon in it. I don't know why. So no like one ever the, thought about the that. winter winter Coca Cola or Coca Cola with rum without the rum. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah, it's like yeah. Coca Cola with a little bit of uh, Fireball. Yeah, like a nicotine yeah, pad for Coke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Poor things. Poor uh, things. Yes. Um, when, when brain of a baby in an adult. Really cool is the movie started out very. The environment was very fantastical. Yeah. Like not at all close to like what reality is. And then as the movie progressed and she got smarter, the world became more normal and looked more. Oh, that sounds really cool. So like at the beginning uh. of the movie, there's like these cars they're, they're these horse-drawn carriages and it's got like a head of a horse on it but it's just like a car okay. with a horse head on it and then later it's actual horses in okay. there but that okay. was a really cool visual, I like that. visual thing with the movie oh. and also emma stone killed it and yeah. uh, as did um what's his name uh, mark ruffalo was like a I didn't realize it was Mark Ruffalo until the end of the movie because he had a mustache, and it's oh. really hard for me to see past mustaches. Uh, that's... <laughs> and then they say Clark Kent's disguise wouldn't work. <laughs> well, that's glasses. I can see past you glasses. You see past glasses? Mustaches changes a man like crazy. does. I, uh, right before I came out to KC, I had a beard and a neck beard, uh, and I looked uh, like, a, like a sad man. And Are now, you clean-shaven now? Clean-ish. Like I, use a, I use an electric razor. When was I, the last time you shaved? Oh, dude, electric razors suck. Yeah, but they're quick. Um, the last time I shaved was last week, actually. But it, they're brutal. They'll, like, fuck your skin up. They'll... No, I... Okay, so imagine I'm 18. I'm poor. I'm broke as shit. And I go to Walgreens and buy a bag of razors for two bucks, like five of them. Single-blade razors, maybe double. Mm-hmm. That'll fuck you up. That'll... F- it, if you the, can get past way, that. Have you ever used a safety razor? No. So no. safety razors is like the original just, like Yeah, razor. just a real, just like a, yeah. Um, it, it's like a metal thing yeah. with a head on it that you yeah. screw, and the razors are replaceable. Yep. That is the best razor. Like, I, the only reason the other kind of razors sell is because they can sell those at higher volume. Yeah. Because you can't use them as many times. And this one here, like, capitalism has not improved upon it in 70 years. And it's, like, the way to shave. I know how to shave because I used to have a full beard and I needed to not have a full beard for, uh, you know, girl purposes. <laughs> So I got like really good at doing it to like a really close shave uh, without whatever and I, I so I, I grow it out till it's big and bushy and itchy uh, and my partner hates it because it's like up here is white uh-huh. and then down here is it's a it's different very, color you have a multicolored beard it's not good That's but unfortunate I'm, it's like I'm, beard vitiligo yeah I just I'm lazy and I'm tired all the time I'm tired now and I'm a monster and a coffee drink in. Well, you woke up like really early. I yeah, yesterday I woke up at four a.m. Went and did a show here after uh, uh, did some shows, and I had a full night's sleep last night. Um, yeah, 
No, 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 no. That's perfect. That's no, perfect. That's this is who people came to see, not me. Right. I get that. That's All fair. Right. I'm an Omaha schlub. Uh, no, but having you on screen makes me look prettier by comparison. No, that's you got to understand. I get how, it. How it no, works, I, so. I, I, I'm, I'm dating a beautiful person. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason she's with you is because uh, by comparison, she's that. Great. And I'm funny. Like I'm yeah. like I'm like Wait, a that's cute, important. Yeah. If 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 someone who's less prettier than you isn't funny, they can't. Well, look, when you're going to date up, you have to have a good sense of humor. It's yeah. important because otherwise you'll take yourself too seriously. You'll, you'll start getting jealous of, of how much hotter she is than you. No, you've seen, that, you've so. seen my set. You know, you know that I'm the punchline <laughs> every time. See, I used to date girls that were hotter than me because, like, I wasn't as hot, like, back in the day. Like, I was, like, I was a guy, and I was kind of cute, but I was, like, really skinny and, like, you know, um, so, like, I feel like my girlfriend was hotter than me and that's how I got funny in the first place mm. and yeah so now I'm like hotter than people I date typically and um, I'm also funnier than them and that's why I'm so single now <laughs> uh, see <laughs> I work. I here's the, here's the, here's my tip I wanted to kill myself and you can't say that uh, a lot in public so like I am right now in front of a Claire's uh, is that a Claire's? That is a Claire's. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, and I just got funny. I just that's I I just deflect with humor from, from suicidal ideation. Yeah, yeah, that was me a little bit. I was never like actually suicidal. I was just like didn't really care whether or not. Yeah, you know, yeah, I lived I get or that. died. Like yeah. I never was actually gonna be like you know I'm gonna come up with a plan, but it was like I'm really sad, right? And I watched a lot of Louis C.K. back in the day. And his show, you know, yeah, a Louis? he's really good. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's really good for depressed people. Yeah, like up content. until a, v- a very specific year, he is yeah. great until like one year, and then he never he he stopped and he quit, and no one's has ever heard from him again. <laughs> and that's interesting. I haven't seen any of his new stuff. Like I have all of his old stuff. Like before, I found out that about whatever. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen any of his new stuff because now it's I, like will make me sad. I because it would be. I feel like it would be like visiting my dad in jail. Yeah, right. No, it is. Like it's. It is. But like, but like all of his old stuff, like it's still very much in my head. Like I remember a lot of his bits. Yeah. And a lot of his stuff on his shows. And uh, I can't like get rid of it. I. But I don't want to introduce any more stuff because it's just uh, sad. I saw his Netflix special right before I learned about everything. Which Netflix special? Twenty seventeen. Maybe I thought maybe 2015. I, I think that that was one of well, the, he called the special 2017. Yes, he was um, wearing a suit. It was the first yes. time he ever like dressed up for a special. Yeah, I, I thought it was one of his weakest specials. It was. I went to CHI uh, Health at the time, and it was an okay special. It existed. Yeah. Um, it was. It was fine. Yeah, it wasn't. But it wasn't like the great ones like like he had did previously. Yeah, but that's how I got into comedy. Was off of that. Wait, actually, what this is our third time like meeting and our first time like actually hanging out not with work. Mm-hmm. How did you start? How did you start doing this? Uh, so the first uh, open mic I did was in Little Rock, back whenever I was oh, like, yeah, that's presenting the... as a guy. Okay. And uh, I, whenever I did comedy, then I did it very deadpan. Okay. Um, and like not smiling or whatever, mm-hmm. and the jokes worked okay. Um, but now I feel like I really have to um, not be like I have to be very expressive and stuff to like make. Why? It's it's easy for uh, I don't want people to feel bad for me as a trans person because people already basically Fair. feel bad for me. I like can they see, see me as a freak. So I can't like if I say really depressing shit, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you're actually like really depressed right now." Mm. We should all be like, "Oh," and that's the last thing you want in comedy. Yeah. So now I have put a big emphasis on trying to because I mean a lot of my material is kind of dark. Um, but I have to really like, you know, choose it up, like yeah. expressive faces. And, and that's the main thing I'm trying to improve on as a comedian is, um, s- seeming happier while I'm happier and like having more fun up on stage yeah. rather than like, you know, pensive or whatever. The, the beginning of my sets or my career, hey, scoot over I was right a, here, scoot over right here. So you're more in the front. Hey, howdy, howdy. howdy. <laughs> uh, the beginning of my set, I was a lot more sad. Uh, I was uh, doing a lot of sad jokes, and I would get a lot of awes, which is, again, not what you want. I know. And so I then kind of retooled. Uh, yeah, I was more expressive because I decided to be, like, 
I was that kid on Christmas that didn't know his parents were getting divorced. <laughs> like, everyone else knows but him. Wait, literally? No. Oh. No, but, like, that's the attitude I'd bring on stage. Um, and then the pandemic happened, and my brain broke. Um, I spent all of 2020 in my house, unemployed. And then I just got weirder. I just got weirder with my jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, even though I talked about being sad at the beginning, I feel like I'm more honest now. I'm feeling more myself. Um, and if I do say something sad, uh, yeah, just have that mentality of like, everyone else knows it's sad but me. <laughs> and that leads to that humor because it's the juxtaposition, which is the like crux of all jokes. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to get weirder with my comedy. Like, I, I want... Um, you know, you set up your premise, you make it... You, yeah. When you're first writing it, you want it to all make perfect sense, like you're writing, like, a thesis or yeah. whatever, and it, like, sums up perfectly. But whenever you're doing it on stage, like, the more left-turny you can yeah. get with it, like, just get weird. Like, just go down the weird paths, and, like, you don't have to... You don't have to, like, bring, go back to your original joke or anything like that. It can just keep, you know, changing into weird stuff. Okay, so that, that that leads me to a question, I guess. When you say you write a joke, do you write a whole bit or do you write a set of punchline? Because I write punchline first and then I work you around write a punchline it. First? I punchlines come no, first I write, all the time. I, for write, me. I mean, I have premises and then um, I start to just like talk through it and yeah. like write it out and I find the punchlines. Um, and then, you know, I'll go back and rewrite, like, right. a lot, like, how I got to that punchline. Yeah. But I just keep saying it over and over, because um, I, I, I always try to say, you want to say it, like, different than yeah. what you would just expect, you know, like, you want to say stuff weird and concise, like, to where it's memorable. Yes. Where people remember that specific phrasing of how you did it. And yep. finding that uh, is really difficult, but once you do, you've got, like, a bit that's not really possible for someone else to steal because yeah it's just it's so it's yeah. it, it your dna is all over it right. i have a joke uh where i have the line grease it and release it uh and that is now my is merch that a form of frishing <laughs> no it's about having sex with the baconator <laughs> you <laughs> it's about it's about how the baconator has sex you and told me you had a baconator jo- joke i didn't know yeah. you were gonna fuck the baconator well, the baconator fucks it's different he fucks he lays it. He, Baconator he la- is um, yeah, it's Burger King, right? No, it's Wendy's. Wendy's. And I don't okay. even eat Wendy's. Uh, by the way, I just found out. I was uh, watching an interview with uh, Jim, Jim Gaffigan. He's never liked or really eaten a Hot Pocket. And that... Never? Yeah, apparently never. Or at least when he was writing that joke. And that felt... That's crazy. That That's felt like hearing like Santa Claus does yeah, not it's exist. All, it's all fake. Uh, well, it always is. It always is. Like, I... The, the premise of my joke is that Wendy says three sandwiches, Baconator, Son of Baconator, Baconator Jr. That's not true. They don't have that. It's just Baconator, Son of Baconator. Baconator Jr. is what they called it in the early 2000s. And I'm just a... Just whatever. You're uh, just lying? I'm just lying. If you, here's what I, I teach stand-up. And I, I tell my students, you can lie all the time. As, as long, long as it's funny. As long as it's funny and you act like you believe it. Yeah. I don't ever need to hear, like, I wish I was joking or... That's not true, or that really happened. I don't care. No one gives a shit. Do you, do you think it's important ever to say like, uh, and this is true? You know. Like, I don't know. I actually hate that. that I hate that. Don't say I, that. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like depends on the joke and what the stakes is. Can, like it, it can get so weird that uh, sometimes I feel like you need to be like, no, like I'm not just. This is not bullshit. Like I, so. I mean, that we can then talk about how I think a boon and bane of stand-up is the parasocial relationship. But I think really, personally, to me, especially if you're new, I don't care if it's real. I care that it's funny. I care that you set up a stage presence and an environment with your joke that I believed it was real for half a second. Um, Penn and Teller talk about the 90-10 rule about... um, you know, if you're not a magician, you believe 90% of it and you, uh, you don't believe 10. You know, you know, you don't know 90% of what's going on, but you kind of can get 10% what's happening. Magician, reverse it. They know 90% what's happening and they don't know 10. And that's why it feels like magic to them. For me, if I believe you, that's 90%. That's all I need. If it didn't happen, who gives a shit? If it happened to somebody else and you're saying it, fucking whatever. Um, 
the only time you should say it's real to me is if it's if you saying real heightens, if you saying real maybe even ground it so people get more of a false sense of security, the word has to have a purpose. Oftentimes it doesn't have a purpose. Sorry, that's me rambling. You know, uh, so I hate biopics movies. Uh-huh. Like that are like this is a true story. Like yeah. I hate this shit, especially whenever the person is still alive, the person <laughs> they're making about it is still alive. Because I know they had creative control yeah. over over some aspects of the movie. And I just I've never really liked the biopic, um, even a, a lot of like historical stuff like Napoleon. Yeah, I didn't even watch it because I heard a review that said this was an English person's perspective on Napoleon, and like. I don't care. I don't want to hear... That, that's lame. Like, you're not going to tell a good story. It's like fucking basically political propaganda at that point. That's, uh, that's why I didn't watch the Garfield movie with Bill Murray. Like, that cat's still alive. <laughs> and I know that cat has control. I just... No. No, I'm good. <laughs> I get that. I, I can see that. I, uh, it depends on if you're doing... To me, it's, again, are you doing something interesting? But, but the thing is, like, I saw, like, a, like it was a study or something on the ratings that like a, a true story will get yeah. is like substantially higher than like something you mean like a like, like a have you seen killers of the flower moon no i want to you're talking about like an imdb rating or a rotten tomato rating or are you talking a- about the scores. mpa movie rating like okay you're talking scores. about critic scores okay yeah, get higher reviews if it's a yeah if it says it's a true story so every time i see a um, i'm looking at the rating of a movie that's a biopic i always like have to weight it down yeah. a little bit like if you say this this movie's a 70 that means it's probably a 60 it's not probably not too great i i kind of avoid any reviews or numbers or anything because I think, to me, it's it's hindered the movie-going process. People go like, well, if it has a high Rotten Tomato score, it's a good movie. And I go like... Well, Rotten Tomato is just whether or not you liked or disliked yeah. the movie. That's not the same as a well, critic rating. Even critic ratings. Like, I, I, I will... Okay, good example. I saw Lisa Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Lisa Frankenstein. Oh, did you get a bad review? 50%. It's 50% oh, Rotten shit. Tomatoes. And also, it was like some... And I've started, I scrolled down and I read some of the reviews. Rather, people loved it. You know, or people really hated it. And I, I also saw Skidamarink, which is the same thing. You rather love that movie and you get that movie immediately, or you hate it. And I love going in blind and making uh and like feeling I, I feeling like to it. Not, I like to not see previews. I yeah. like to not know anything yeah. really about the movie. Yep. I care more about the rating. Like if, if I don't if I know a movie if critics say the movie is good, then I'll be like, all right, I'm going to go in and just with a blank slate and just watch it. And I've disagreed with with scores of stuff, but a lot of times, look, there's a lot of trash. Yeah. There's a lot of trash yeah. out these days. I mean, it's always been like, but, you know, there's they put out a bunch of terrible movies. And uh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of good movies recently because I've always paid attention to, to critic scores. Yeah. And, uh, and, and reviews from people that, like, I trust. Like, Fair. Um, I have, like, people who are, like, super into movies and stuff like yeah. that. And if they say the movie's good, then I'm like... That's different. I, I like yeah. your taste. You're probably yeah. right about this. I have... So my twin. Uh, my twin is a, is a big movie buff. And sometimes we disagree on films. Like, one of my personal favorite films is Tammy and the T-Rex. I love it. It's, is that... Uh, is that that one where... Jake... Uh, not a Jake Paul. Um... Who's Is that the one where her boyfriend gets turned into a T-Rex? Not a T-Rex. A animatronic T-Rex. The, the movie goes out of its way to go, it's not a real dinosaur. It's a robot dinosaur. And not only does, he, does she fall in love, she fucks that dinosaur. Yeah, I, they, s- I saw that scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where no. his brain is in the... In a tube? Yeah. That, no, even before that, when he's in a 60-foot dinosaur... When she fucks the dinosaur while he's in dinosaur mode? That's your favorite movie? One of them. I love camp. I love camp. That's crazy. I love I love goofy. I love silly, and I love that like Denise Richard played it straight. I believe she fell in love with that dinosaur, and it's like you know what? Yeah, it's get like it. the most '90s thing ever. Yes, falling I in love with the dinosaur. Uh, yes. Did you like? Uh, did you like? What's that? Whoopi Goldberg. I was just thinking the Whoopi. No, I never saw that one yet. I didn't see Theodore Rex. I want to. Um, but here's the thing. Um, like Jade, my my twin, when they come up to me and go like, "Hey, I don't like superhero movies," but 
I saw this one and it's good. I go, all right, gotta go check it out. Like Loki, like they they don't watch a lot of Marvel stuff anymore. It's like, hey, I saw Loki season one. It's it's really good. And I was like, well, I gotta go see it. Yeah, it Let's is. Let's go. I was, I, I mean, I I've been kind of burned out on a lot of Marvel stuff because they put out a lot of yeah, not good stuff, and I usually avoid it. I, you can usually tell, and then people tell me like whether or not it's a good movie. Yeah, you know, I dodge all the bad stuff, but Loki was real good and if they did more of that stuff I'd be way more into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I Here's the thing, I think I've now just kind of stepped back and like, really, if a movie looks weird and I look like I'm going to be confused or feel something actually, I'm just going to steal something. I'm going to like, no. I should feel weirded out and like confused and my brain should hurt a little bit when I'm watching a movie. That makes, that's fun for me. Um, That's also, I think, my favorite stand-ups now are like like it's just weird and I don't know what's going on Uh, those are my favorite stand-ups now like uh, Nick Nemiroff's The the Pursuit of Comedy has ruined my life it's just a weird silent one it's it's audio only um, and it was was a fantastic set Nick uh, unfortunately passed away but his his stand-up is amazing and it's this great use of awkward silences and uh, being weird um, and it's definitely filmed like shot in a black box theater and like you can hear it you can hear the grit it's so good it's my favorite I usually hate performing in black box theaters. I love I mean I they're, they're, a lot of times they're not set up for except for Blackstone laughter. right except for the Blackstone theater well, Blackstone <laughs> is a, would you call that a black box theater yeah I mean it, to me maybe I'm wrong usually usually when I think of a black box theater I'm thinking of like high ceilings like a mm. lot of space I'm thinking like anything that's not a club any oh. comedy venue that's not a club to me is a black box theater, but I also could be wrong. So like, Madison Square Garden is yes. A black oh box yeah, that's theater. an indie theater. Okay, indie, indie. It has to be indie. And it has to be indie. It has to be like when I think well, basically it's like you're doing a comedy venue that's designed for comedy, but it is not a. Cl- it's not. T- it's not. Imp- it's not the comedy store. Right. So that's where I'm at. Like oh. I, I called uh, Blackstone a black box theater, uh, which is a great theater. Uh, it's a, it's <laughs> Jeremy's from Omaha. I He's am. down here for a few shows. Yeah, yeah, and I am the artistic director of that theater. For now. He's for now. moving soon, right? Like in a yes, month. no, in like three. Three months? Three months. Three months. <laughs> Chicago? Yeah, yes, I am. Is it? Is is it because, just because you got family there, or is it because of comedy I, too? Um, sure, yeah, A and B, you know, like my... Uh, I have family out there, and it'd be, you know, nice to be close to them. And then, uh, yeah, I think I'd, I, I, I love Omaha. Omaha is my home. But uh, I, I want to fail. I want to struggle. <laughs> I would like to, and through that struggle, get better. That's what I want. Yeah, Chicago yeah. would be better for that. Yeah, I want New York would be even better if you really yeah. want to. If you really want to eat shit, I do want to eat shit, but I also want to pay under two grand for an apartment. <laughs> so, and I can do that in Chicago. Well, I mean, well, I guess you got a girlfriend, you got to take I care. Do. But I know, I know dudes who like have like four roommates in Queens and pay seven fifty. Nope, nope, I'm good. You got you got animals. Too? I yeah, I have a How little two. I have an old cat named Billy, Bilbo. Uh, and I have this little, uh, this dog named Nova. She's like kind of a pit bull, kind of a boxer mix. And she is, she's my baby. She's nice. a dumb, dumb baby. Yeah, I got too many animals. I got, I got four cats and a dog now. Well, what? I mean, the dog's not really mine. And the dog's with my roommates. Um, but we have a dog living there. Nice. And it's, if I moved to New York, like, where am I going to put all yep. these cats? Yeah. The the first thought we're thinking about is, like, well, where... Nova Nova is a shy pooper, and she needs a yard to run around and poop in silence and in, alone. And you know what? I get it. Oh, I get it, girl. Hate, she would hate New York. Yeah. And we're looking at places like, maybe there's a yard so she can run around and she can get her poop in. Um, but, yeah. No, it's, it's... Those are the thoughts. I treat her like a... We treat her like little kids. Because she is. <laughs> Chicago would be better for you. Yeah. Oh, have you seen Have you seen the Beekeeper? No, I want. You want to? A little, a little. I like trash. I, I didn't I look like trash, every person man. they why, shot why, was. Why do like, you like trash like this? 
Why are you encouraging them to make bad movies? No, no, no. no. You should so, only see masterpieces like Madam Web. I, here's what I like about... So there's different layers of trash. And I think some people are afraid... Like, they want to see Paul at stand-up. Let's talk about stand-up. Pe- sometimes when people say, I love stand-up, they only see Netflix shows. Uh, they only see Netflix specials. And uh, whether or not they're hateful or whatnot, they're hyper-polished. And they're people who've been doing it for decades. And so there is no edges, unless it's just transphobic nonsense. But, like, there's, it's just clean, it's polished, it, it's meant for the biggest net. And that's fine. But it's also boring. But I don't feel like that's the same thing with movies, though. Like, a lot of times, uh, some of the best movies are, like, very... Uh, they do a lot of original things that like bad movies would never or like more like mainstream movies would never get away with. We are joking about seeing Madam Web, <laughs> which is made for the biggest audience it that is can. Not. Yes, it, it is was. Not. Yes, it was. It is a, it is a blockbuster action it flick. Was, it was made by Sony to yeah. increase the Qual- the the value of their brand yeah. for negotiations yeah. whenever they're dealing with the, with Marvel yeah. Yeah. so they can set up a big Spider-Man universe and movie how, with the Sinister Six. How do they build and, and and here's the thing, how do they build up that stock portfolio by getting a big number on the box office? The only way we do getting, that is making the big net. Not, get not a for big this maybe, okay, maybe Madam One's not the greatest example. It's going to flop like let's crazy. Do, and it's got a pretty small budget. It's only 80 fair. million. Okay, let's, for a let's CGI do, movie. There was basically no CGI. Let's do let's do Driveway Dolls is not a good example. Um, yeah, okay, let's do Beekeeper for five hundred, Alex. Um, that's not also not that's that's for a very specific small crowd yeah. who likes terrible Jason Statham movies. Yes, I, I, no, that's that's too controversial. Um, let's do a Marvel movie, right? Marvel movies are fine. I wanted I to see the Marvel. When was the last Marvel movie I saw? When was the last like big one to come out? Uh, the Marvels was, and then before that, Doctor Strange two. Before I that, I just Black don't Panther really two. Like it whenever women have prominent roles in Marvel movies, I can't tell if you're joking. I can't tell. Like here's like you texted me. I was like, hey, let's go to the comic store. You went, I don't know. That's a lot of nerds. And I was like, I don't, I don't know you well enough yet. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out if you're joking yet. No, I mean it's true. There's a lot of nerds at comic book yeah, stores. Yes, but I didn't know if that's a plus or a. a, 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 a Bane, you know what I talked about? The, I walk in for when we're having lunch today. You don't even say hello to me. You go, look at this Charizard uh, stuffed animal. And I go like, oh, I cool. I said hello to you first. Okay, then yeah. Okay, second thing you said yeah. was, uh, look yeah, at this Charizard plushie. build a bear yes. thing. Dude, I'm like super autistic. Like that's I, fair. That's fair. That's I wanted and socialization. And what was, my, what was my response? I wanted the Bulbasaur one because Bulbasaur is my favorite. You should, you should My favorite go, starter. They, you can still order them online. I might. I, I might. I don't think they got it in stores anymore. But I know. I want it. Dreams, man. Maybe he. If I hold him, we have so many plushies at home. I have like so many, and a lot of them peanuts related. Like the Snoopy. Snoopy. Yeah. You have a bunch of Snoopy plushies. Well, I have, we have two, and then I have a Charlie Brown. Okay. Um, the Snoopy Weird. one I've had since I was three, yeah. and like I don't know, I just kind of kept them, and I just look at them, and I was like, yeah, I'm sad too. I get it. I get it, Charlie. You know, uh, have you ever played um, the game Snoopy Flying Ace? No, for the Switch? No, it's a... Uh, well, I don't know if they put it on the Switch, but it was Xbox 360 yeah. back in the day. No, I have not. It's uh, like an arcade uh, dogfight, like, you know, dogfighting. Dogfighting. That's what they call it. But Rough. It's uh, their, their uh, airplanes. It's like World War One. Yeah. Or more, yeah. It's more World War Two, but, you know, he, he plays the... F- He's on his house and yeah. he's fighting the Red Baron. And and if you get on a kill streak of like nine people, you get the house and you get to fly around in the house. Shut and it's like super powered. There's a nuke drug. There's a super There's cod base kill. You can kill do, streaks. You can if you get like a, a three kill streak, you get Woodstock as a tail gunner on your on the back of your airplane to shoot other people. And it was so much fun, but like not very many people played it. So like they didn't make like a sequel or anything like that. But I, I really want to bring that shit. Nope. Oh, yeah. And then also, if you die too many times in a row, like yeah. three or four times yeah. without getting any kills, you get what's called a blockhead award where uh, you're much harder to kill. Like, it takes a lot more shots to kill you so that it gives them a little bit of a chance to get back in the game and learn how to play again. 
It's a great game. You should check Give it out, especially if you're one of the people who has multiple I know. Snoopy uh, plush. Yeah. Plushies. I. <laughs> Give me my Garfield Titanfall ripoff. Give me. <laughs> give me my battle. Garfield's ever gonna have a good video game. I just give don't me think that he has it in him. Give me my Kathy Battlefield One simulator. <laughs> yeah, are they still making Kathy's? No. Is that done? Probably. It, it's been done. It's been done culturally forever. You can make like a Kathy. Um, Oh, a Kathy like Cooking a Mama clone, where, like, if it's really bad, she goes, Ack. <laughs> <laughs> so, kids, if you don't know this, um, there, was a, there was a comic in the 90s called Kathy, and she was a woman, uh, a modern woman, uh, who lived in New York. And Did she live in New York? Is sure. Is that why she's so insufferable? I might, I might have actually just read that in Heart of the City at the same time and combined She talks them. about dogs a lot. She too, talks right? about dogs a lot. And chocolate. Chocolate. And shopping. Shopping. And then she goes, Ack. Yeah, she goes Ack a lot. Ack a lot. Like, yeah. Like um, little sweat beads come off of yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's very, um, I don't know, boomer what's, humor. What's the say? word? What's the nice word for not funny? Um, what do you. Like Marmaduke. <laughs> yeah, like Marmaduke. No, you know what? Give me my Heathcliff fighter. Give me my Heathcliff arena fighter. Let's go. I think Heathcliff is funnier than Marmaduke. Heathcliff... Heathcliff is especially now. I I don't know if you know this about me. I ran a Heathcliff shit posting account on Twitter. Really? How big did you get? Probably a hundred people. But like the uh the uh, the current writer of, I was in a Discord group with a bunch of other Heathcliff shit posters. It was a community. Uh, it was an active community, and I love all of them. But like the did you like have meetups where you fucked and stuff. No, no. we would honestly the coolest thing is some people would go like here's the font, and I go thank you. <laughs> So like what I did is I combined Dennis the Menace and Heathcliff and just swapped them out. They gave you the font. Yeah. So they had like a font. Someone for, got the P and D for the font for for crazy. Heathcliff. Yeah, it was great. And also the the writer of Heathcliff at the time would like and respond to a lot of us. That was that was fun. That was my most internet That's thing crazy. I've ever done. That's <laughs> nuts. It's I had no idea there was a Heathcliff community. Yes. Yes. We're loyal. <laughs> We're loyal. Are y'all like still active? No, I'm, some of them are, probably are. My problem, the reason why I never grew, and the fact why I don't have a social media presence now, is I'm not good at actively posting. Uh, yeah, gotta, it's got to be like a mental illness type thing, to where yeah. you like a compulsion. No, you, well, it isn't. You gotta, you gotta love the game too. You can't just do it like I've occasionally. A, I have a reverse mental illness problem where I go, no, I'm not feeling it today. I'd like to crawl in a bed and play Mario RPG for a while. Um, and then I do that. Um, but, um... The new Mario RPG that just came out? Yeah, I'm almost done. I'm going to move the camera because uh, the lighting has shifted. Okay. Because of the sun. No. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Uh, this is, this is the most, like... Nonchalant podcast I've ever done. This is this is and, wild. Yeah, I think I think the audio will probably turn out pretty good. Yeah, we're speaking directly. Into yeah, but I've never here and yeah, I've never been. Last time I was in a mall. Um, you haven't been in a mall in a long time. No, not really. I, I used mean, to, I I've always regularly come to malls. I mean, because I guess because where I live, there's not very many public spaces, so that's I would fair. just go to like walk around in a mall. Nice. Well, that's here's the thing. I've I've met you. You're popular. You're cool. Do you know what I love? I love my comic book store. <laughs> I will sit in my comic book store and uh, drink their coffee because it's also a coffee See, shop. The thing about me going into a comic book store now is like I'm really hot, and a lot of times nerds don't know how to handle themselves mm, around girls that that's are really fair. hot. And it's not just a nerd thing. Um, it's just uh, people in general uh, in the Midwest handling like a five foot ten girl. Like I draw a lot of attention just because of my height and just you know people don't see girls like me very much walking around and everyone here is just like it's their one chance to see some some tall like modelly looking girl now. I just want to like say things to me they you know? they and, see guys like me why, all the time that's <laughs> <why>. <laughs> they say guy sees a guy like me. blue hair is blue blue hair um <laughs> alone reading spider-man yeah they, they see that all the time <laughs> see I, I like new york more because there's lots of girls who look like me there and it's like people aren't 
they, 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 I'm just like another person. That's fair. And also being trans, like there's, they're used to seeing trans people walking around on the street, right? Yeah. So it's, and also New Yorkers are like a very um, mind their own business kind of people. Yeah. Like, um, they'll, they'll like say fuck you if you like bump into them or like are in the way on the subway thing or something like that. But otherwise, they won't really pay attention to you. Most people keep their eyes down in the subway. Yeah. So it's, it's a different kind of culture around here. It's like people are more like paying a lot of attention to you and like being nice and stuff and it's like yeah, i hate the fake niceness here i i am a midwesterner like i feel bad if someone's having a bad day like you saw me somebody was walking past me and we both bumped shoulders i went oh no you go first you go first i hate that we spent like 30 seconds like no please just, please. just take commit to a lane nope it's guilt and you both get past it you just both want to feel it's guilt Catholic. i feel guilty yeah okay. oh i, I like i told you i was kept super religious right, that teacher yeah that makes sense yeah yeah i see it no, you don't. I, I don't look. I don't. I do look Catholic. I'm looking at my face now. I see the sad. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Ugh. What are you Irish or something? Part of it, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. In fact, I, I do have this little four-leaf clover right here. Do you? Yeah, and a real are one. Are you a leprechaun? I'm too tall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too tall. No, I'm not. I'm five eight. You got a little lepre- You got a little um, four-leaf clover on your ID. I, this nice. is a real, uh, real one. I did spent, you buy that or did you no, find it? No, I found it. it. You know they're not that rare. No, they're not. They're, but they're a lot more common. Than I anything. spent. What is it like? Is it like, like five percent? Like probably. I don't know, but like in any thing of clovers, you can typically find a four. I I spent years looking for it because I had one then I lost it. And oh. so my house, my backyard has a bunch of clovers, and I kept looking for years, couldn't find it. Every park that we would go to, I would go and like look around the clovers. And then it was my mom's house. We were, I was, we, I was helping her weed, uh, and I saw a patch of clovers and went, "Hey, can I take this home?" And she went, "Yeah." And I was gonna grow a bunch of clovers and just like RNG it, <laughs> just gonna RNG it because I. It's like Pokemon breeding for a shiny. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then I say things, and I go like, "I'm not that." Neurodivergent, and then I then I remember the last thing that I you said. Were growing clovers. I was I was trying. I was doing Pokemon breeding for clovers, but before I did, that, I was like, "Well, no, let's go through the pile." And I I was like, "No, no, no!" And then I found one. I was like, "Yes!" And I quickly grabbed some card uh, some cardstock from uh, Office Max, taped it down, and went, "This is it. This is I have it Do you now." Ever want, like, what if what if we are selecting for three-leaf clovers because every time someone sees a four-leaf clover we pull it out of the thing oh it is and a reverse if, evolution yeah what if clovers have evolved to be more three-leaf clovers because they know that well i mean they don't know no, but, but like it's by selection by the three-leaf clovers crap. get to live while the four-leaf clovers get extinct yeah no that's act shit that's actually probably a thousand percent what it is <laughs> um or maybe not but i mean they're, they're probably from the same I don't know. I don't know if there would be any evolution. There's, it de- there's probably no way that there's enough people looking through all the clovers because there's lots of clover everywhere and they probably yeah. don't care. It's also, I I hate grass. I like, hate grass. Yeah, it's so grass. much better to just put moss down uh, or clover down. Um, and it won't grow as much. You don't have to mow. It takes a lot less Man, water. Bermuda grass is an invasive species. It's fuck that shit. I hate that stuff. So this is what being in your 30s is like, kids. This this, this is what we hey, get excited no, about. So Wait, like, how old are you? I Well, I used to mow. I'm not telling you. Okay. How old do you think I am? I'm going through like things we've talked about. I'm going to oh, go with 26. Oh, okay, yeah. 26. I'm, I'm going to nail it. 26. Damn. Okay, yeah. Um, this is I'm, what you have I'm looked forward to. I'm 26, but I know a lot about what happened in the 90s because yeah. I'm a really... Well-read historian. It's not because I lived through it. I was there. I was there. What were we talking about? We were talking about Bermuda. You said you mow. Right. Yeah, I used to mow lawns a lot. Yeah. And uh, Bermuda grass is like the grass everybody had, like at least businesses and stuff, because it's very um, uniform and it's it's very um, hardy. So, like, you can spray Roundup on a lot of... Yeah. you can do a bunch of like pesticides and shit to get rid of uh, weeds you don't like, and Bermuda will survive. Uh, and it's very hard to get rid of once it starts getting in your in your soil. Like it's over now. Yeah. You have a Bermuda area, and uh, it's like it, the, the way it's it's like little bamboos. Like if you look at it really closely, it's like little. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I and yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm just not a fan. I, I don't think it feels very good on, no. on your feet or anything like no. that. It's, it's one of the worst kind of grasses. <sighs> but it's the one everyone uses because it looks the most uniform on grass that nobody's going to walk on. Yeah. Isn't, I, it, isn't it crazy how America has an entire industry to cutting grass that no one's ever going to like be on? I had not thought about that. That's like, uh, like that's that's such American opulence. Like we are so rich as a people that there are there are lots of people in every single city, even like the poorest cities in America, who make a whole living just cutting grass. Like yeah. we're fucking English royalty. Well, okay. Well, that's actually there's a history on that. I know. Uh, okay, you already know about yeah, like the the garden. If, if the, you uh, can what's their have name? Not a garden. That if you don't have to grow food in your yard, that means you're rich. Oh no! There was specifically one, not architect, but like basically outdoor cultivator. Uh, that we learned a lot about modern home gardening and lawn care from them because they're basing it off specific English royalty, and that name is escaping me. I'm okay trivia. That's basically that's my that's my superpower. Is you, you I know I'm gonna, half the answer. I know half the answer. Yeah, and. Uh, if I cry, they'll give me the point. Do you ever get sick of English influence on American culture? I thought you were going to say I'm if I get so sick and I go yell all the time. I'm so tired of it. I'm so... <laughs> yeah. I, look, I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3 right now. All right? Everybody has a fucking British accent. Oh, I okay? thought... Okay? We, we, can't, we can't have goblins without British people. I'm sick of it. Why can't we have, give them different accents? Why I, do they all have to be British? And yeah. I, know, I know one of the answers is... Tolkien. Is British people... Well, I mean... Tolkien a little bit, but yeah. uh, British people, Britain is poorer than America is now, and it's a lot cheaper to shoot your movie or make your game or do voice records and stuff like that in Britain than it is in America, okay? So that's why a lot of that shit happens. We shoot a lot of like Marvel stuff and like all kinds of bad media in Britain because the actors there are cheaper. And, uh, well, it's, it's based off, yeah, tax write-offs. Uh, like, if you notice, if you ever go to a movie and you see, like, filmed in Georgia, it's because there's a lot of tax write-off and tax write-off incentives mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um, it's not necessarily, like, uh, the, the GDP of, like, the states or whatnot, but, yeah, just taxes. Um, I also know that, at least from my understanding about... Ooh, I'm getting sleepy. High fantasy and English accents is a, a lot of it is Tolkien. Uh, a lot of it Tolkien based. Uh, actually, specifically, let's talk about D and D. D and D first edition has halflings. They don't technically. They have hobbits. They were uh, sued by the Tolkien estate, and that's why second oh, edition came out. The halflings, okay. and so Tolkien bases this off, and he wants to create an English. Oh, right. what's I that word? Mythology. I know you do. Yeah, I do understand that the. You know, that's like the greatest mythology, like the greatest fantasy ever made was by an English author. And he but wanted to also, make his own English, he wanted to make specifically his own English mythology. Yeah, but it, but he based, Middle Earth was much more off of mainland Europe than it yep. was off of the UK. So I feel like that there should be very different yeah. accents in Middle Earth. I don't think they should all be British. Yeah. Like I think. They, Especially, you know, you get down there in the... In the well, south, and yeah, the council council of Elrond is everybody coming together, the entire world coming together. Yeah, and the fact that they all have the same and they're all white. They're all white. <laughs> um, well, that part of Middle Earth was pretty white. When yeah. you get down, it's it's Umbar, Umbar, and then to the east, there's like non-white people, but they're just not very in the story. Yeah. Of uh, the ring. The uh, yeah of uh, the third age, third age, third age, third age. Um. I mean, it was it was the third age. It was the end of the third age. Yep. They did the whole ring thing. Yep. And uh, as a matter of uh, poor coincidence, all of the um, non-white people in in the books mentioned in the books are bad people. I had ally with Sauron, which is just a coincidence. Okay, it's not because Tolkien is racist. There is a uh, just because of some other reason that isn't that because. I can't believe it. Tolkien is perfect. There was a comedian going like, hey, do you think it's weird that uh, based on, they were in an open mic and there was like, isn't it weird that people think that Tolkien is somehow racist? And I go like, I, actually, big big Tolkien fan here. Yeah, no, he super is. Um, 
Like, yeah, I mean, he was an English dude in the 19... He, he grew up in the 19... He fought in World War One. okay? He, He's gonna be a little bit... He was so Catholic that he, when we transitioned over to English instead of Latin for the Mass... He's mad? Yeah, he still did it in Latin. Well, he was a big linguist, dude. Yeah. He was a linguist before he was yes. anything else. Well, that's and he, he really uh, liked preserving old languages. So I'm sure that, yeah. Latin would, that switching from Latin to English would piss him off. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent tracks. Um, but the, the dude was, was old school. So, yes, it, it, there is that. And so we, we talk about it. We address it. And, and I also like to follow the Tolkien State. And there's a lot of really great uh, academia papers out about kind of reviewing it or also changing it because technically like I'm I'm halfway through two towers again uh, and like they only mentioned like the skin tone of Legolas once and you can you can recodify a lot of things and change a lot of things if you really wanted to um, you just have to be, you are know. You, are you saying you want to make Legolas black, or do you want to give him blue skin, like a like a dark elf? <laughs> I I think uh, honestly, when we're talking about I, fantasy, I think we need so race. cool if there was dark elves. Like, I mean, I think according to the lore, dark elves mostly uh, kind of went away uh, by the third age, by the end of the third age. I, there, so I have not read the similar. Uh, like dark, dark elves, what they were is they were elves that were raised. Without the light of the tree, like the I only know D and D with that. Like I, I want to read the entire Legendarium. The only thing I've read is, you know, Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, Bilbo's last song. That is that is all I know right now. Bilbo, I've never heard. That's of a po- okay. So and here's here's well, that's great. It started originally as a poster. <laughs> it was a poster, uh, a little. <laughs> That has a poem on it, but it's it's basically Radford Bilbo leaves the Castle of Elrond in the first book. He goes on his journey and he finds a cave, and it's it's kind of his farewell, his walk away. Um, it was a 1970s poster based off a, a poem, and that poem is now in a book. Did Le- Tolkien write that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. I want to read the entire. My goal in life is to read the entire Legendarium, like all of the poems, the, all of it. The Silmarillion is a really good book. Like it's a bunch of it's a there's a bunch of random stories. It's yes. an anthology. It's not like a yeah. consistent thing but the most uh, I think you, if you're going to read Silmarillion the first thing you should do is read the last chapter okay. which is called the um, Akbeleth I think is what it's called Okay. Um, yeah I think that's it do you read but the stuff it, by his son by Tolkien's son I, I don't son? know which one is which and I there's 13 yeah. Silmarillion is what it is and I know yeah. he had a lot to, of compiling it but it was mostly based off of uh, J.R.R.'s yeah work but the uh the Akbelis is i know that tolkien wrote like all of this because yeah. it was like the f- the you know the thing in the beginning of lord of the rings where yes. uh, galadriel's like summing everything up that's kind of what it is but it's more in depth and okay. it talks more about numenor because okay. uh, when the men came to middle earth to fight sauron they weren't just like regular dudes from middle earth they were from numenor which was an island the island and that's that when the fold comes in no, is, is that where the fold come in? Are the angels, fly, uh, not angels, but the wizards come into the boat? Is that the one I'm thinking no, of? No, 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 no um, that's... Because Numenor was an island here, and then uh, the Grey Havens is where they come in, and the port in the Middle-earth. Yes. But Numenor was an island that was destroyed by, like, God because they violated... They went to... They basically invaded heaven to, like, take it over, and then um, God, like, reshaped the earth to make it round and finite to where you would just go in circles like that instead of being able to just journey to heaven because we couldn't handle it. And uh, But the Numenorians who left the island were people who knew that that was going to happen. Like They are like, oh, we're going to go invade Valinor. Let's get in our boats and get out of here. And they took the white tree with them. Yes! Uh, a, a sapling from the white, white tree. White tree, yes. They were promised as long as the white tree was yes. growing that like ab- God was with yes. the Numenorians. Yes. So that's why when Gondor, they have the white tree that's from the... Yep. Uh, Numenor, they saved the sapling from the white tree that was there, and uh, it, but the, the the Numenorians showed up in Middle Earth. Sauron had like basically taken over most of Middle Earth, and the elves were really struggling against them. Yeah. And then, but the Numenorians were like these huge dudes with like really good technology, and they just pushed Sauron's shit in, and they kind of dominated. Although yeah. it wasn't like the movie makes it seem like Sauron was this unstoppable force. No. But no, the Numenorians were crushing. So him. the. What I like about the book is that it, it, to me, at least in my reading, it is about the slow growth of fascism through Sauron. Um, 
and it, really the ring is just a symbolic of removing every trace of his ideology. He, yeah, he is not moving fast. He's moving incredibly slow. Who, Sauron? Sauron. Well, that's because Growth. he got killed. He got killed, yeah. He was dead. That's why <laughs> Fair. he was moving slow. I'm sorry, not he Sauron. Um, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, God, the other white wizard. Oh, no. Saruman. Saruman, yes. He moved, he moved pretty fast. I mean, once he turned to evil, once like, he, he was like, let's go. Let's invade Helm's I'm, Deep. I'm, let's, yeah. uh, let's try to get the ring. He was really trying to get the ring before Sauron did. Yeah. And the movie's kind of like overstated this, like the conversations between Gandalf and Saruman. Yeah. Saruman and Gandalf actually could have used the ring to like destroy Sauron and basically be the new Dark yeah. Lord. But it would also... And Saruman could have easily done it if he had gotten the ring. And that's why he was... He, he was out looking for the halflings. He was trying yeah. to find the ring so that he could have it and overthrow yep. Sauron. And it would have worked if he had gotten it. But if it wasn't for those meddling it. hobbits. If it wasn't for those that meddling fellowship. Um, I see, when I say slow, I, I was thinking like when he was like walking and talking with Treebeard for like hundreds of years. And like being distant from the world. Yeah, well, I don't know if he was always planning... I don't know. So, I, uh, I want to ask you a question because you and I both saw the Super Bowl, right? Did we both see the Super Bowl with a non-football liking crowd? A little bit. Yeah. I okay. Mean, I only saw it with my my three roommates, and they were all invested because we're in Kansas City. Well, yeah. And also, oh, yeah. it was a great game. It was and, such a good. Uh, I was. Everyone of, was into it. So I was with a bunch of film buffs, and like some of them, like they were into it, like you know the general story. I was the only one screaming uh, and like getting mad. Uh, <laughs> what were you getting mad at? I, I want it. Here's the thing. I don't like the name of the Kansas City team, but like I want a KC to win so bad. I mean, I knew that. I was for KC. I knew they were going to win the whole time. I never had a doubt in my mind that they were going to win. Man, what's it like to have loyalty? As a Husker it's, fan, it's, what's it like I'm having a loyalty even, and you're rewarded for listen, it? Listen, I'm not even like a loyal fan like that. Like, yeah. I moved to Kansas City before they ever won a Super Bowl, and the first year I moved here, they won a Super Bowl. Mm. And I've never been a fan of the Chiefs. Thank you. I don't by the like, way, thank you. I don't like, <laughs> you're welcome. I don't like uh, the branding of the Chiefs. I, I don't like their colors. I think they look like McDonald's. Okay, so as a Husker I, fan, I like the colors. I have always made fun of well, the yellow. The yellow, the yellow is just I, an accent color to me. I don't like Yellow's it. an accent. I don't like it. But uh, I, I've been a Steelers fan. But I also know, I know that's Patrick respect. Mahomes is the greatest quarterback Patrick of all Mahomes time. Patrick Mahomes has a, has a fucking laser-guided arm. And he's so smart. And Kelsey and he just does, picks he it. He always makes the right decisions. Yeah. He's, see, like back when he first started, he was much more explosive. He's much riskier. He would do crazier plays. But now he's all very safe and methodical. Yeah. And he, he always throws yeah. it out of bounds whenever, whenever yep. there's not, it's not there. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he always makes sure to never take a sack, to yeah. never throw a ball that could possibly yeah. be intercepted. This was not his best Super Bowl, his, though. Well, I think last year I thought last year's was not last year. Last time they were at the Super Bowl, well, I thought see, that was I, his best one. L- well, no, because he had a better offense then. This is a worse offense, better You're, defense. No, okay, fair, so fair. He's got less to work with, and yeah. he still tore apart like the best defense in the NFL in the Super Bowl because of just perfect like and now and analyzing yeah. like the defensive stuff and knowing what they did earlier in the game and just making them pay for it. That spread and, defense and was so, so beautiful. He he just he's. I don't know how to stop this dude. Like, as long as the way the Bucks beat uh, the Chiefs, um, the one time when the Chiefs won and lost in the Super Bowl, they had such a good pass rush that Mahomes never yeah. even got the chance to throw the ball. I, like, I, if you can tackle Mahomes before anything even happens, you can beat him yeah. in the Super Bowl. But if you can't do that, and, and it's not like – there's not even – it's not every year that you have a team that can even do that because no. a pass rush that was as dominant as Tampa Bay's that one year, it's very hard to find. Yeah. So actually, I think the way to lo- uh, to beat uh, – the only way to beat Kansas City is if you actually know the uh, overtime rules and playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way you win. I still think <laughs> – That's insane. Even with that, I think the I think the Chiefs still win. I, 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 mean, think, yeah. I think that after halftime, uh, the Chiefs had the 49ers number, and mm. I don't think that there was anything yeah. that was going to make the 49ers win. I see, I disagree. A fumble, a fumble on the Chiefs, like a crazy fumble that that could have done it. We had we had two teams. I was gonna we were gonna talk about Lord of the Rings, but now we're just as hyped about football. Okay, let's start for a second. So you have one. You have the 49ers. I, I don't. So I'm a college football uh, guy mm-hmm. a lot. So I don't get to see a lot of in, uh, Nebraska football. So I don't see a lot of good football anymore. Yeah, you see just a bunch of white players. This is our year. This is our year. I know it's it is. Not, it's it is. not. It's Let never Nebraska's it. year. Let me have it. It's Let never. It is. It is. It has never. been. Never. It has never. been. Never. Um, Y'all got to have black 99. Players. It was 90, 2001. Can't be all white like that. Yeah. <laughs> I. It's our year. It's our year. We have a new coaching staff, and we have uh, we had someone that dropped out of uh, Georgia. Not Georgia. 
I think it was Georgia because it wasn't Bama. Just no one would leave Bama. Some people uh, leave Bama. Jalen Hurts left Bama. Yeah, uh, to yeah, and so we had some people like leave like good SEC schools to come to Nebraska, and that's really the big thing is we needed to change our our hiring pro. Anyways, so you had two teams with like okay offense, like that Super Bowl we had an okay offense on both sides, but that spread defense. Yeah, I don't see often. That worked like a machine from the 49ers. And I think, honestly, if you just you boxed out Kels, because they don't, uh, Kansas City doesn't have a lot of receivers. They just he just has, they have one good tight end. That's just damn good tight end. So good you don't need receivers. No, you need the receivers, too. Even though they're not catching the ball. Like, they've got to spread the field. they got to make you Three run rings do, do shade differently. Three rings have said differently. What do you mean? Kelsey's been on that team all three, uh, all three Super Bowls, right? Yeah, but it's a, it's a. I mean, Kelsey's really great too. Yeah. But um, Mahomes really uses his resources well. Yeah, that's true. And you've seen him have great receivers, like you've yeah. seen him that team with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Back whenever, I mean, they, they were really tough to guard on, on defense, and now the Mahomes is making a lot more money. Um, they, they don't really – and they spend more of their budget on defense than they have on offense. Fair. So now Mahomes has got to play safe ball. He's yeah. got to play differently than he used to because he's got a defense that can hold him up and his offense isn't as strong. So that's how he's, he's changed his play style. And that's how Tom Brady was, uh, especially towards the end of his career. He would, uh, he would be a really – he's just so safe. He never made mistakes. He would only do – Surefire throws. There's no mistakes that Tom Brady did. You can't think of one mistake Tom Brady did at the end of his career. I can think of two. What? Um, I can think of the whole deflate thing, and then also joining oh, the Buccaneers. On, also joining the Buccaneers. That, that is <laughs> Colts propaganda. That's that is no. That is that is NFL truth. And joining the Buccaneers as your last year because you don't want to spend time with your wife. That. <laughs> That is in. Granted, I, I, I will think, admit, proof I that Brady's fact, a good quarterback because yeah, he took. The fact that he went on the Bucks and won a Super Bowl he, in his first. That year. was insane. That, that is great quarterback. I will admit stuff. that. I will admit to that. That was. They did have a good defense, but Brady no, brought him home. Deep, and I will admit, defense wins games. I'm, I'm, I'm an old Midwesterner, and I will say, Midwest uh, defense wins games. Uh, did we just become best friends? <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Oh no, uh, we're just talking about football and Lord of the Rings. That is. <laughs> That is everything. Um, no, the reason why I brought this all up is like I had a fight around the time of the Super Bowl. Gandalf in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Is he a jerk? Is he. Gandalf? Yes. Or is he's he. A he's a lovable scamp that is that sees the good in people. Because that's what I think. Everyone, uh, a lot of people I've talked to, so that Gandalf is is angry, he's mean, uh, Gandalf, and he's, an, he's a jerk Gandalf before he dies. He does what he needs to do. I, I think the difference between him and Saruman is he sees the good in people and he wants to bring everyone together to bolster everybody up, whereas Saruman well, see, is pure fascism. See, Saruman was originally sent to do what Gandalf ended up doing. Yep. They, they were both, so they were, uh, Saruman was a white wizard. Yep. Uh, Gandalf was the gray wizard. Gray wizard, yeah. Um, and Gandalf came much later than Saruman did. Saruman was there for thousands of years. Gandalf yep. didn't come until about 500 years before the, the war started. Yeah. And when Gandalf showed up, he was given. Um, he he came into the Great Havens, and he was given um, the Ring of Fire, which is the Elvish one of the Elvish rings of power. Yep. Ring of Fire, which would inspire hope in people, is what Gandalf would do. Mm-hmm. And he would. Um, he spent all of his time just running around where there was going to be problems, and warning people, and yeah. trying to tell people things they needed to know, and like getting people connected. And yeah. Like he was an organizer. Yeah. And it, the you know in Rohan they called him Gandalf Stormcrow. Because every time Gandalf would show up, bad stuff, stuff would happen. happen. They and, hated you know, dumb people. Think, oh, someone showed up, and this bad stuff happened. That must mean that he's causing. I mean, it, he, also <laughs> he also stole a horse. He also stole a horse. He didn't steal a horse. Shadowfax is a Maiar. He has a yeah, free spirit. He does. That's he's, true. He's but that is the friend. king's horse. That is technically the king's horse. Is it? No. Yes. It's yes. Not. That was on um, the King of Rohan's special horse, the white horse. Uh, and he was that the one? Is that Shadowfax? I'm this is movie now. propaganda. No, this know. is not. This is Shadow book. Facts, the Shadow king Facts hated uh, Gandalf for two reasons. One, always bringing bad news. He's just a downer. He's the downer at the party that like gets real way too high and, and he tells stole people Shadow he stole Shadowfax. 
And then he goes like, okay, promise me. And then well, once he like finally convinces the king. That's like saying you stole someone's girlfriend. Like, she has free choice. I mean, that's okay. true. And and then get, then they ask like uh, him, like, you can have anything to help in this war against Saruman. After he, like, he gets uh, lizard tongue? No. Oh. Worm tongue. Worm. Thank you. Worm tongue. After worm tongue, he's, I was like, "Hey, thank you for that. Anything you want." He goes, "I want your. I want. I want your car." And he goes, "What? Yeah, I want your car. <laughs> You're not using it. Let me do it. Wait. I look better in it." Gandalf took the horse. And after after he stole the horse, he goes, "Let me keep the horse. Let me keep <laughs> the horse." It's gonna look cool, and he's not wrong. So you're talking about whenever he uh, cured Theoden from being old? Yeah. He turned Theoden young yeah. again. He goes, "Let me, <laughs> let me have your car." <laughs> okay, get over it. I'm gonna keep shadow facts. Okay? Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I think the difference. Yeah, and like the reason why I think it took Saruman so long is I remember that conversation with Treebeard, and that's that's the part that sticks with me the most for some reason, is where he goes, "I could see back then he." Uh, Saruman felt so different and so distant from the world that he was here to help. And that's the difference between him and Gandalf is that Gandalf, Gandalf loves the hobbits who nobody cares about. Your or nobody the Halfling's Leaf has clearly slowed your mind. They, it can't be that good tobacco. It it's can't not, be. It's, it's, it's got to be some sh- It's got to be it's crap. It's, it's got to, yeah. They, but, it, no, but it, but it burns good. It burns good so we can do the smoke rings. The, the, uh, the hobbits chips. were huge potheads. Okay, let's, let's be real. And he based the hobbits off of him and like his friend C.S. Lewis, who wrote you know the Narnia stuff. Yeah. Uh, they definitely just smoked a bunch of weed. They like, talked about totally God. Totally what they did. Yeah. If, if you're one of those people who still thinks it's tobacco, you're crazy, okay? You don't say, you don't say that tobacco slows your mind. Saruman said, your love, he's calling, he was insulting you're right. him. You're he said, your love of the halfling's leaf has clearly slowed, slowed your, your mind. mind. That's an accusation of wheat, okay? Yeah, that's fair. That's Old fair. It's wheat. It's not tobacco, and I don't uh, want you to believe anyone else I, tells you differently. Okay, we're past an hour on we the are. podcast. Do we have anything else specifically we want to talk about or what? Up to you. Like I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm a guest in your in your AMC. What's? Do you have any social medias? Yeah. Do you, do you still have your Heathcliff account that you want people to follow? No, I deleted X. Okay. Um, I deleted X really quickly. Why would you call it X? That's gay. You're right. I know. I deleted Twitter. I deleted Twitter. <laughs> um, um, no, I deleted. Uh, but I'm Plum Jeremy on everything. Um, and also uh, part of the new uh, Tape Deck Productions uh, record label. Uh, I have a, a podcast of my own where I talk about new comic books to like get new people into this hobby that I love called Panel Picks. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll follow that shit. Uh, thanks for watching. I hope you have a good week. And don't go see Madam Webb. It was yeah. really bad. <laughs> I'll see y'all. <laughs>